I'm Lucas Matlich. I'm 30 years old. Today is Saturday, September 17th, 2022. We are in Salt Lake City, Utah, and my interview partner is Morgan Backerich, who is my lover and my partner and my buddy <laughs> and, yeah, all of those things add a lot more. Um, I'm Morgan Backerich. I'm 28. Today is Saturday, September 17th, 2022. Um, we're in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I'm interviewing with Lucas Madelich, who's, um, yeah, my partner, my lover, my friend. I don't know, don't like labels, so you're a human that I bond with. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I saw a question that relates to what we were talking about earlier, um, where it says, could you describe what you think our obligations are as human beings to other human beings? And this made me think about, like, do we have an obligation to other humans to help them? I know you talked a little bit about it previously, but what would you, what would you say true to yourself? Like, do we have an obligation to help other people? I don't know. I don't know that we have obligations. But I think part of living in community means that comes with some things. And I, I do actually, okay, I'll, I will say that. I do think we have obligations. I think we have a, a duty or an obligation to help in however doesn't mean you have to help a lot doesn't mean you have to help a little like whatever that means for you i think we need to do what we can to help uh i do think that's an obligation uh and calling it an obligation i don't like because that seems like top down like you must do this mm, yeah. but i think that if we do that it actually makes us feel good it like just feels good. We should be doing that. I think if I could use a moral judgment, I think we should do that. I think we should. We should help. I don't know, like, what else, though? Like, are there other obligations? Or what do you think? I, I feel like I know what you're going to say. Or I don't, I don't know, actually. What, um, are, do you think we have obligations? Well, I think that, an ob like, I don't like calling it an obligation either, but, like, the willingness to accept others for who they are and like just love them for who they are and their differences like we were talking about I feel like there's maybe that's the underlying quote-unquote responsibility but I don't know I don't know if we have like an inherent responsibility or obligation to help each other I think that I don't know I feel like the line gets blurry if when it comes to being a responsibility, like it's our duty as a human to help other humans when I feel like sometimes we're innately selfish and we really need to like help ourselves like that. They, that may be an obligation to ourselves, but I don't know. Yeah. Are there any like overarching statements that you could say about humanity where I think that all humans should, like, okay, we can agree that humans should drink water. <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't drink water, then you die. Humans should, 
uh, eat food, okay. Uh, are there other things that overarchingly we could generalize and say for humans? Well, I think the verbiage there, or like using should, it's like, yeah, we should do this. It doesn't sound like an obligation. Like you must, humans must. Well, I guess humans must drink water to sur- to survive. They don't have to though. I don't know. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Or I feel like should is maybe a preference that we have that we think that would make things better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So agreed. And I'm moving away from the obligation <laughs> and now I'm just asking for you, like, are there, th- are there things that you feel like we should all be doing? I think ideally we should be helping each other in whatever capacity we should be loving each other. We should be accepting each other. We should be gathering in community and, you know, supporting each other. If imagine a world in which we just all supported and loved each other, that sounds so like hippie woo woo. But like, if that were the case, things probably would be better. What do you think about that? Or do you think that it, yeah, I think there are some things that we should all be doing. Yeah, like loving each other more. <laughs> uh, I don't really know what else. Like, I think we should all eat more vegetables. We should <laughs> yeah. be, uh, we should be vegetarian, vegan. We should be uh, not driving cars. We should be like. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot mm-hmm. of thing, a lot of shoulds. I think. Yeah. Um, so how do we get from, yeah, how do we get from where we're at to make, how do we help? How do we move from like where it is to like, okay, I have a pod, I've, I, I have a podcast where I'm doing it for many different reasons, mainly just for myself. But part of it is like, I want to take my stab at helping. Uh, making things better. I've came to these ideas where I, um, I, they have helped me and I want to share them and I just want to help. And I just, for me, it's fun. It's a creative outlet. So it's great, but I, I do want to help. It's why I teach as well. How can, what do you feel that desire? Like that desire that I have shared yeah. to help. Do you share that? Do you have that in you? Is yeah. This I was actually thinking about this previous to this, or this was something I wanted to talk about too. Was um, I do feel that desire to help others, but I wanted to ask you as you were expressing you you were just saying like I have this strong desire to help other people. Like I just want to help in any way I can. I want to like be of service to anyone as I can. What what do you think is behind that? What is, what is it that makes you want to do that? Because not everyone feels that way. Is it like experience, like your, I don't know, past experience? Is there something that sparked like this inspiration to be like, all right, we need to help others? What is it that is fueling this want or desire? I think I've sipped the Kool-Aid and it tastes good. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. But it feels good to help. 
it feels nice. Like, you know, when you finish a day of teaching, which is not every day, (laughs) but when you finish a day of teaching and the kids are like, Miss Backridge, I just love you so much. (laughs) And you, oh, thank you so much. I just like, or whatever it is. Yeah. It feels good. And I'm a junkie for that feeling. And I think we all are. I think we've been programmed uh, via evolution to to be rewarded for that in the form of good feelings, feeling well. Uh, is, is it selfless or selfish? Both. <laughs> I think both. Yeah. It's self-serving. I mean, a huge reason why I'm doing all the things that I do is because, yeah, it helps me feel well, helps me feel good. I feel good about myself, which is selfish. Um, but in taking care of myself, it also frees me up to help others more. And it can be selfish and selfless at the same time, I feel like. Do you, do you yeah. feel that? Or? Yeah, I do feel that. But, yeah, what do you think it is for yourself in the way that you are like, I want to do whatever I can to be of service? Do you really think it's for the greater good or for other humans? Or, like, what is the weight? Is it, like... 80% mm-hmm. of you wants to do it out of selfless yeah. acts or what? How, what's the weight behind yeah. it for you? I don't know the breakdown. Uh, it doesn't have to be a mathematical yeah, equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just yeah. like what do you – I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's just fun for me to sit down and like record the podcast episodes and to write – uh, and to teach, like, these are ways. We, we only have so many time tokens in the week, and these are that those are some ways that I have found out that I can spend my time tokens on that give me the best bang for my buck. And so I just enjoy it. I like it. I'm doing it for myself. Selfish right there. Mm-hmm. Uh And, and I, and I'm doing it in a manner that I hope it helps. The question is, is it like how much of it is ego based? How much of it is like, so that other people will think that I'm cool. Mm -hmm. How much of it, how, how much of what I'm doing, even just teaching, you know, you and I have talked, we're both teachers, how like in the circles that we hang out in now, Mm -hmm. as soon as we say, oh, we're teachers, people are like, whoa, that's so cool. Like you're helping, you're being of service and Mm -hmm. and it's like almost a little like pat on the back like nice like oh cool it it, 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 yeah in some circles it can be seen as like high status even though it's not yeah not high status but yeah like how much uh, am i teaching to like so that when i introduce myself to people i say yeah i'm a teacher and i'm helping the youth of tomorrow and i'm a good person like i i don't know Uh, I don't know how much of the blog that I write and the podcast is for, like, affirmation from people and how much is for myself. Uh, I don't know. Do you – what do you feel like for me and also for you? Like, how much of what you do is – Yeah. I think what I feel from you or what I've noticed is it's more selfless than selfish, but there is a part of it that's selfish because you are getting that – fulfillment of gratitude from others or help from others and I think we all have that 
Um, I was having a conversation with Esther yesterday about her parents just talking about, oh, like, sent, they sent her an article about the, the most high-paying jobs or sustainable jobs long-term, and she was like, I just want to be in the service industry. I want to help. I don't, I don't want a job that's going to keep me behind a computer. Um, and a lot of us feel that. Not everyone, but a lot of people feel the need to connect with humans by being of service or feeling like we have a purpose or there's, you know, we're contributing to this greater good uh, outside of ourselves. And I think that's what I feel with teaching is I feel like I'm helping something outside of myself. Like sometimes, I don't know about you, but when I'm in front of the classroom, I, sometimes I like stray away from my identity as Morgan or, you know, and I have this whole other identity as, or like I'm not even an identity. I'm just like, I don't know how to explain it, but I what just. What do you mean? Like you and I have talked about how teaching is, and one on one hand, it's a performance. We're up there performing. We're yeah. telling a story to bring the kids along with us so that hopefully they learn. What is that what you mean? Or what yeah, do you I mean just like, I don't know. Sometimes when I'm working, I just, I forget my identity or I don't, I don't know how to explain it. You're just like, go, go, go working, working, you're helping, you're trying to like, you're, I feel like when you're so selfless or you're trying to be selfless, you, you really aren't thinking about yourself or like you're, I don't know. And therefore I'm like not thinking about my identity. If that makes any sense. Like sometimes I come home and I'm like, Oh wait, I am Morgan who likes to read and ride my bike to, at Liberty Park. And, and sometimes I just, like, am a whole different – I don't know. I don't yeah. even identify with anything when I'm in the classroom. Do you feel that's like if you were playing a lacrosse game and you go flow state on the whole lacrosse game where you, like, when you're in flow state, you kind of lose touch with time and uh, identity and stuff? Is that kind of what you mean? Or and, is it yeah, different? Yeah, it might be that. I haven't. I didn't think about it as, like, a flow state thing, but it could be. Yeah. 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 Um, so what, do you feel a desire to help? Do you feel? Yeah. I, de I feel like I always have, or like, I don't know, in some capacity. And I don't know whether that's, I, I mean, I don't think it's for a purpose of finding a purpose of my existence. I actually think it just, it makes sense to contribute to something greater than yourself, which therefore in turn you feel the satisfaction of contributing to something outside of yourself. Like there's more than just your your mind, if that makes sense. I don't know. I do, yeah, I do feel the desire, but I also feel or I see other people having that strong desire of helping others and they lose themselves with it. They mm -hmm. forget to kind of take care of themselves because they're so wrapped up and I, I need to be as much as you were saying of service as I can do others. Like, and I think in order to do that, you have to be so secure in yourself and like have a, a basis of self worth and love in order to do that. Or what would you say about that? Do you feel like, you have a strong basis of identity and self-love to be able to feel like you're just ready to give yourself to humanity or to community 
other people. Yeah. I think it depends. Last week when I was sick uh, and still going to work, no. (laughs) I was, like, grumpy to the class. I didn't have the wells of energy to, like, really give back. I think that, like, I think that service is a byproduct of health. When we're living well, it frees up space and extra energy to give back and to contribute. And when we're not taking care of ourselves, when we're not, quote, being selfish, uh, then we can't be of service. I think it starts starts there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This, is, this just makes me think of, like, <clears throat> coming from a place of privilege, or mm-hmm. you see a lot of people of privilege are the ones that are, you know, doing community service because you come from a place of, uh, I don't know. Going on the Christian mission yeah. and going on the, yeah. Yeah. Or this, like, white savior complex. Mm-hmm. Is that then a negative thing? I mean, that's yeah. a whole other topic, but yeah, it kind of is a long well, way. Well, I, th- I do think <clears throat> that on one hand, I don't think that being of service is a privilege, but I think that being of service, helping others is a byproduct of having privilege. It's not like, it's not like you can't help if you don't have privilege, but when you're privileged, it means your basic needs are met more readily. You have less of your energy going towards, okay, well, is my mom going to come home and like which version of my mom is going to come home and are her and my dad going to be fighting and are they getting divorced right now and we don't have money to get food on or whatever it is like your energy doesn't have to go there it can be allocated in other areas and then it's allocated it could be to helping i don't know yeah yeah so do you think that people that don't come from a place of privilege will they be able to healthily contribute to others in a community? I don't even know if that question makes sense, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm just thinking of our students Mm -hmm. and the many that don't come from privilege. Do they do, you know, like we want to teach them these life skills of, yeah, maybe selfless, acts of kindness or selfless acts Mm -hmm. of whatever um yeah do you think that's like what you're saying an outlet for them um to maybe find self-love and worth and value or what do you think yeah i think it could come from many different areas but i think that it's it's up to us as teachers and a community and our culture and families to what what values do we value? <laughs> uh, as a community, do we value and celebrate people who are of service to our community? Or do we celebrate people who acquire the most green paper? Are, like, you and I as teachers can be like, oh my God, did you guys hear Johnny went and volunteered down at the trash pickup at the Jordan River? wow, that's so cool. (laughs) And then all the kids are like, whoa, what? Miss Backridge thinks that's cool. Okay, I'm going to think that's cool too. And like, I think we can teach that. I think we can, we can facilitate culturally in our classroom and in the community. uh, Yeah, 
Yeah, how do you think we can do that? Because I would love to really, I don't know, open doors for my students, but sometimes there's not enough time in the day to do those things that we want to do. What would you suggest like as a learning technique to show them these outlets or community outreach or what do you think? Yeah. I mean, what we're talking about right now, it ties back into the original question or the original thing of like, okay, how can we best be of service? Uh, is it a fundamental genetic component of us humans to help others or is this something cultural? Uh, okay. If we can acknowledge that, yes, we do want to be of service. How can we be of best service? <laughs> uh, so you and I are teachers. How can we persuade or convince our students that it's cool to help your community <laughs> in a yeah. world competing with like TikTok and Instagram and video games and lacrosse practice and, everything else out there, how can we convince them to spend their time tokens on helping the community rather than going home and playing chess with their sister? Although that's actually a great thing, but <laughs> yeah. and how do we, con how do we affect behavioral change in people? How do we help? That's like, that's you and I's conversation from earlier. How do I help? That's, that's like, I don't know the answer to that. And I'm like, I feel like I'm doing one big experiment with teaching, with writing, with the blog. How can I best help? And that's a crazy question. Okay, so let's go back to you, the question you asked me, which was uh, you as a teacher, yeah. how, like, if we think that it's important for community members to be of service to the community and help one another and help old Nancy who broke her hip take her trash out or whatever... Uh, how do we do that? How do we convince those students that it's like, heck yeah. And I, I don't know. I think number one, we model it. You and I need to be models as teachers. We need to like embody it. Uh, that I feel like that's like the biggest way we can show it. Uh, number two, I feel like it's celebrating and like hyping, like, Oh my God, Ofa went over to his grandma's house and mowed her lawn for free. What? Or like, I, I don't know, what would, what else, how else can we like? I think it's easier for me than you because I work with elementary school students that anything you say and celebrate, they're hyped about. Like, I, my kids are so excited to go pick up trash. They love it. They go out, I'm like, all right, we're going to go pick up, they're like, yeah, we're doing this great thing. It's but, we're so cool. I bet they love it because you love it. Yeah, but it's but yeah, exactly. But as they get older, are they gonna keep are they gonna hold those values that they learned in second grade of like, oh, remember when we Miss Backridge told us it was cool to go pick up trash around school? Like, I don't know. I feel like if those values are then echoed at home and echoed throughout the community and the city that you live in. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, but what if it's not echoed at home, which is the case for a lot of students? Yeah, and in the community. And in their community. <laughs> Our yeah. community has all these forces us pushing us, all these forces pushing us to make the most money, not yeah. to be of the most service. Those are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. And you and I can probably both agree 
humanity would be better if I can use a judgment there, if everyone's aligning value was to help rather than to make the most money, uh, don't you, would you, would you feel comfortable saying that humanity would be better like that? Yeah, it would be better. And I think that this thought just popped in my brain of humans inherently wanting to help. My students love to help. They, if I say I need a helper, you you better believe there's 30 hands in the classroom that are like, oh, pick me. Like, they're freaking out. They want to do this, like, act for me, like, cleaning the tables. They're hyped. Like, they will do anything to help, and, like, they love it. So I wonder, like, what – how do we lose that as we get older? Because I guarantee you your middle school students are going to be like, Mr. Lucas, I don't want to – clean your classroom right now i'm not gonna do that for you like sorry buddy what what do you think or like what causes that change is it yeah all the pressures of society or like like being weighted down i don't know yeah what what is i think it's what's celebrated culturally and it's what whatever norms are instilled in that community or in that classroom uh it's it's what the others are doing if everyone helps, that's just what you do. And a new kid comes into the classroom or an alien lands and they step into the classroom. If everyone helps when it's time to for the bell to ring, that alien is going to see in about snap of a finger that, oh, I'll help too, to belong, to fit in. But if no one helps, uh, yeah. So it's it's like people like us do things like this. Like what are the others doing? And yeah. But how do we lose that then? Because because of different incentives, I feel yeah. like. Somewhere along the way, we lost track of the human incentives. Things like taking care of your neighbor. Things like uh, being kind. And instead, the driving force is making as much money as possible, which is not true for everyone. But here it comes. Capitalism. Uh, you know, we're capitalism is the underlying current that is moving us in the direction we are in really good ways and also in ways that are dehumanizing us. Uh, I feel like, okay, so we don't need to talk about capitalism, but the truth is there's a clash culturally and in our classrooms and in Salt Lake City and in the U.S. and in the world between how things are, the cultural norms and how you and I talk about a lot, how things could be better. How like, oh my God, in a utopian world, we would all just mow our neighbor's lawn for them. Actually, let's take that a step further. We wouldn't have lawns because we're in a drought. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So how do we affect, like, let's talk about the world right now or let's zoom in and talk about your classroom. How do we change the norms? How do we, if what we care about is things being better, for humanity, which you and I deeply do, uh, how can we affect positive change? And how can we maximize the positive change that we affect on a culture or in our community? Like what, do we all need to become professional football players and then when the national anthem is playing, take a knee? Or like what's the best route? Do we need to get in, in government and politics and... Uh, go that route? Do we all need to start nonprofits? Does it just start with your immediate friend group? Like, this is the question I'm trying to ask. 
me. I got 76 years here. If I follow the average lifespan of a human in the U.S., uh, who knows? Could die before that. What can I do on my t- in my time here to help the most? Yeah. And that's a selfish thing and selfless, maybe. It's both. And I hope to not let my ego get in there to where I'm, like, doing it for this validation. Uh, but that that is kind of what I'm... I'm going for that. I, I want to help. I don't know. What would you say? What can we do? I, How do we... I feel like it is, which this probably would be your response as well, but at a grassroots level where you are doing small things within a community or the community that you find yourself in, whether that be a classroom setting, whether that be in your neighborhood, maybe even within your family, whatever is your community, whatever community you have, doing things that are maybe small but can add up to, like, a larger sense of kindness or, I don't know, like, within with our classrooms, like, the little things of you doing push-ups or we both do push-ups with our kids to just kind of instill, like, this is fun, but we're also, like, you know it's good to get your heart rate up. It's good to move your body and like mindfulness. Like I do, you know, like breath work with my second graders because it's so important to like teach them these things that hopefully they'll, you know, be in the back of their mind of how to cope with things or I don't know, little things. Mm -hmm. I think it starts with the little things that they, that can grow into something bigger. What mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, no, I feel that. I want to double click on one thing you said there, which was it's starting with whatever your community is, whether that's your classroom or your family. I want to take a little pivot. Uh, your family, your mom right now, uh, you help her so much. It's insane. I see it. Uh, but your mom, if you don't mind me saying... Uh, she's she's on the path to killing herself, uh, a slow death via alcohol and via other lifestyle habits. I don't know. Is that too? Uh, I just threw out a big statement there. Is is that? Yeah, potentially. Potentially, she's right? Just, yeah, she, she could totally turn it around. Mm-hmm. But she's like, she's been in the hospital a lot. Uh, this is something you've dealt with. Uh, since you were, what, seven? Mm -hmm. And that's an experience that is not like mine uh, with my mom and my family. Uh, You just talked to your mom on the phone yesterday. Uh, She just got out of the hospital. Uh, She has, I don't know how to give a full backstory of your mom, but where are you at with this whole thing? Like, how are you feeling surrounding that? Like, me thinking about my mom potentially dying scares the living hell out of me and like is so sad. And I know you feel that way as well, but like your situation is different. Where, where are you at with your mom right now? Where are you at with your, I think that that's a good example to bring in or like you brought up a lot of things, but to kind of bring it back to what you're talking about with like helping or the selflessness, selfishness. Um, sometimes I feel like there's only so much I can do to help and that you reach a point where it takes a toll on you and you're like, I can't keep doing this over and over again and you have to accept what is. I think 
I've learned that even though you want to help in so many ways to potentially save someone's life, there comes a point where you burn out and it's like, what more can I do to help this person? Or I don't know that that's where you need to like help yourself before you can help other people. Even if it's people that you really care about, like your own family or loved ones or whatever. Mm -hmm. When did you hit that kind of burnout point? Do you remember a time? Um, probably a few years ago when, yeah, my parents were just like going through their divorce and it was like one thing after another and I couldn't keep up with how many things were going on that I just, I distanced myself and I like didn't go back to California, like didn't go home because I I just was, I was just done. I didn't want to deal with it anymore because I felt like everything I did to like help the situation or be the parent for my parents, it was like all right, this is, it's too much. I don't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Do you feel like, how are you, where, how are you feeling about where you're at with you and your mom's relationship and with the whole, the dynamic? Um, I feel like Do you like ever me- feel, I don't think you should feel guilt. I think you handle it amazing, and I look up to you in that regard. But I'm wondering, do you ever feel guilt or, like, or I don't know. I don't feel guilt because I've, yeah, I have put myself out there so selflessly to help her and her situation or things that she's been through. And, like, and that's all I can do is put all my cards on the table so to speak or whatever to help her but there's a point where I'm just exhausted and yeah I don't know so at this point right now I'm like I love and support her and I have her back and I will help her if she asks me to do something for her at this point I'm like I used to put the the foot forward of like all right I'm taking action I'm gonna do this I'm gonna you know and like find all these options and ways to help her but then it just doesn't go anywhere and at this point it's like if she reaches out and asks for hey I need you to do this I need you to help in this way then I'd be happy to step in and help her like I want I haven't given up like I'm not giving up on her Mm -hmm. like but it's just one of those things where I can't let it consume my life you know with her uh, it's possible that she dies tomorrow. It's d- possible that she lives for another 20 years, as with me, as with all of us. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you feel like you'd regret not telling her? Um, I don't know. Maybe if I thought about it more, but I don't think so. I think she knows that I love her and appreciate everything she's done for me and still does for me even though maybe there have been times that she wasn't the best mom to me but there were times that she was and I think and I've told her that and she knows that but she forgets it so I think maybe I maybe would regret like not telling her enough I don't know which I need to push like past my ego of like I could just like it's hard for me to tell her all the time because I don't want to like feed into the attention seeking that she 
sometimes or I sometimes feel from her like she just is seeking someone to like pour their love onto her and so I just I put up this wall of like not wanting to say those things or you know because I'm just like stubborn maybe so I think maybe it's something I should do or could try to do just like tell her that I don't know what about with your dad let's say that he died tomorrow there would there be something because like thinking for myself I know just with my family I don't know that they know how much I love them maybe they do but I don't like say it I don't fully show it like I feel it mm -hmm. and I think I would regret uh yeah and, and even a lot of our friends yeah I don't know. yeah what about with your dad or with I mean I I I consistently tell my family I love them or I'll just text them out of the blue and tell them that I love them. But yeah, with my dad, I just feel like we've grown apart. We're not as close anymore as we used to be. Yeah. Maybe I just wish that we talked a little bit more or spent time together, but. And, and then what about for your life? What if you died tomorrow? Do you, I know you don't live with regret, but, like, I, I don't know. I Yeah, I wouldn't have any regret. Or I wouldn't have anything that I'm like, if I had any consciousness after I died, I wouldn't be like, oh, man, I really wish I did this or should have done this differently or whatever. I don't think I would have that now. Do you think that for yourself? Or what would? I'd probably be like, why the hell am I working so hard? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I true. feel that with teaching right now. Yeah. Like, on one hand, I love it because we are. We're like, I, f I feel like I'm helping at least some days. <laughs> uh, but on hour 45 of the week when I'm still working, I'm like, what, what am I? Oh, it's, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. Why are we all working True. this much? Why are we all, like, in this rat race of, yeah, of just work, 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 work. Uh, and I feel that it takes a toll on my well-being, uh, and I would for sure be like, oh, I wish I didn't work Which, as much. Yeah. I want to teach. I just want to teach two or three days a week. I don't want to uh -huh. teach five days a week. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel that. <laughs> I totally feel that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> what would you... get this on camera? On... <laughs> I was just about to ask you a serious question. You just pull that. <laughs> um, I, you didn't. I was gonna throw the question back at you of like, what would you say to your mom or dad, or what would you wish you would say to them if they were gonna, if they were to die or whatever. Mm -hmm. It sounds so grim to say, but yeah, just like not living in the same house as them, we have grown apart. You just haven't spent time with them. And so, yeah, I would like, yeah, be a little, little bummed, I guess, that like, that we've grown apart a little bit like that. Uh, my mom and I maintain it via phone, uh, but my dad less so. And just, yeah, just like, actually just letting both of them know. It's been easier to tell my mom than my dad but just like how much I love them uh yeah yeah and for friends as well yeah like same 
I think so. Yeah. We, our friend group has gotten better at saying, I love you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like really showing it, but still, I don't think that I have expressed actually how much I love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a clash there, a divide. Would you, yeah, I don't know. Do you feel that? Yeah. You're pretty good at sharing your love though. Yeah. I think we're all getting better at it or the people that we surround ourselves with are mm -hmm. getting better at it. Yeah. And within my family, I feel like we're getting better at it, too. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I love you. Well, I love you, too. <laughs> and cut. <laughs>